0: hello everyone welcome um, so we have an hour and a half to um, explore the fascinating world of uh, meditation and uh, and Buddhist uh, philosophy and practice and uh, consider the teachings together so what we usually do here is uh, start with um, with a sitting of I don't know, maybe 20 minutes or so. And uh, usually I say a few words before we start to, uh, so we don't go in in there with uh, kind of a maybe dollish mind that could be one thing that could happen, like try to bring a few words to both inspire and instruct, give a few few, um, ideas on what the practice of meditation is. So, um, um, yeah, last night I was, um, I was teaching last night and just before the class uh, started, I was uh, sitting like I was he- here now and actually in the same kind of state. And I was thinking, oh my God, I'm tired. I'm, I'm I've been working a lot. I'm tired. I'm not sure I have enough energy to do this. Like maybe, I sh- you know, I shouldn't be here. I don't have enough energy. Like uh, I was setting myself up. You know, like it's not the good conditions to teach, and, and there was a lot of people, and I was like, oh my god, I'm, I don't have what's needed. You know, th- there was the first few ideas about that, and then, and then I had a, a memory came to mind that, and it's not the first time, but you might know that I come, or you might not know, but I come from the world of theater, so I did. Uh, in my youth uh, four years of theater school and maybe 12 years of uh, acting on stage in different uh, settings and i remember when i was at the theater school often we would have to perform you know like scenes from shakespeare molière or racine or the classic things and uh, or while i was an actor and i remember sometimes i would think like oh god like a I feel sick, you know, like I have a cold. I don't have the, like, the character doesn't have a cold, you know, like it doesn't Mm -hmm. work, you know, or, you know, maybe I was down one day and I show up and the character is like exuberant and I'm like, you know, but I'm myself in despair, discouragement, you know. It's not going to work out. And I remember that early on my teachers, I think, they taught me that actually maybe the character too had Received the bad news that day, you know, (laughs) but it's not in the script, you know. But that maybe I could include that, you know, or something like this, you know. And I um, and it was really like a turning point for me in acting. So suddenly I was like, okay, so, you know, I don't know Hamlet also hurt his toes this afternoon, (laughs) you know. And but Shakespeare didn't put it in the script, but it's there, you know. It's going to be there tonight. And actually, sometimes they would put a really interesting twist to, uh, to the words I was saying. They it, it would have a new meaning. Like, oh my God, that's not what he's feeling. He's covering up, he's pretending. Because <laughs> underneath, he's discouraged. You know? like, it's not, oh my God, it's so much depth, sudden, depth suddenly. Somebody who's saying like, no, everything's going right, well, you know. And you're like, oh, but human beings, they do that, no? <laughs> they say like, well, no, it's all good, and underneath, you know. And so I started to include this in, uh, in, uh, in, the, in the acting. And so last night I was sitting there and I thought, no, maybe that's exactly, it's a really good place from where to teach, you know, from tiredness. Probably not the only one in the room who's experiencing that or whatever else I do. And it's very, very, very much in line with uh, mindfulness which is the main quality we bring here in the meditation. So this, um, I like the word they use. I don't know if I can translate it well. The word, the expression they use now at uh, Université de Montréal, they don't talk about mindfulness in the French. You know, in French, it would usually be translated by pleine conscience, full consciousness, mindfulness. What they use as an expression is uh, présence attentionnée, so, caring presence, or a- attentive presence, but when you say attentionné, I think for me at least it has a, it has something of benevolence in there, something that is friendly. So, so, and caring, so kind of like caring presence. And so to me, that resonates a lot. So can I sit here with caring presence? What would that mean in this these circumstances that we are in or that I am in or you are in you know, what would that mean to bring a caring presence mm-hmm. and so if the experience for you is um, a little bit more neutral it's just another regular day there's nothing outstanding about it I think that's an amazing practice to bring careful or caring presence to traffic sounds to normal temperature, absolutely almost unnoticeable temperature, or warm temperature. So something like this, what would it be like to actually be connected to just this, the relative silence, the body not particularly aching, not particularly floating either, you know, but just like that. If for you there's a difficulty that happened earlier today and you're a little dis- perturbed, you know, or these weeks or months, or if it's hard to be you or to be human being for you, then what would it be like to bring caring presence to that, to a heart that is heavy or confused or down or whatever is the particular texture for you right now or if it's a particularly beautiful day for you inwardly outwardly relationally I don't know there's something beautiful about the day then what it would it be like to actually feel that to just feel that that lightness of heart that uh, buoyancy of uh, mind Just to allow that to be known. So in this practice of mindfulness, we're not trying to acquire something. We're not trying to change anything. But we're introducing something new in the equation. Is that particular caring, attentive presence. And we see how it is transformative or how it can uh, alleviate some of the you know what often we call the second arrow so if there's some you know dis ease in the heart or the body then maybe the scaring presence will allow us to not add the second arrow of like why is it like this i don't want it to be like oh this is the particular taste of right now particular bittersweet sweet or just plain bitter (laughs) taste of right now, can that be okay? Can that be okay just now? And if there's no taste, or apparently no taste, like it's not sweet nor salty, nor pungent, then it's like that. And that might be the hardest version where it takes the most stability to be in something that is not outstanding or standing out in some way. So this is the field um, we're entering. So it's a different way to um, apprehend. Is that the word? I always try it out. (laughs) Does it convey what I'm trying to convey? The way to encounter... Life to experience life. It's this very ancient kind of knowing, very ancient uh, kind of knowing. In this particular tradition, it comes from Asia, thousands of years of uh, learning how to be in relationship with the heart, with the environment, with the others, Uh, where there's an invitation for really care and patience, And not knowing, you know, we come from a place of not actually knowing what it is to hear, what it is to sit. So it's very different than another kind of knowing or way to be that we know of, you know. I come, I know about stuff, I know, I've done that before, you know, I've been doing this for five years, I've done other techniques, you know. That's not the, it's a lot more humble than that. It's, uh, it's this very old way where you actually don't know, you don't know, what it is to be a human being, and you have the opportunity to discover uh, it afresh, a new. Um, there was somebody here, Lana, a few weeks ago, I think. It was interesting because I've always thought that this. Um, this kind of knowledge was kind of uh, natural, most like childlike kind of uh, knowledge, no way of knowing. And I ba- partly based that on two things, like memories from my, my past as a child, like a way to just remember it was in winter, that doesn't fit this uh, these conditions, but that's one of the places where I remember it so well, so many times to actually, when it was snowing, I would uh, lay down uh, on the ground at night in the evening Mm -hmm. and just watch the um, snowflake fall and actually experience them visually. (laughs) Like, really, like, oh yeah, they're falling, of course, they're (laughs) falling. But just like, wow, what is this? What is something coming close to you? What is the experience of something far coming close? What is the experience of coldness hitting your cheeks? You know what? And there was something absolutely delightful and so it was pleasant it doesn't have to be done only with things pleasant this one was pleasant and then my mom would open the door she would say move in winter we move (laughs) when we're outside (laughs) too contemplative (laughs) so anyway so I would think that this is natural this is natural but um, Lana I'm not sure I'm going to represent her well but Lana was there and we talked after and there was a, a few of us talking in a little group after, and she said, if I remember well, she was saying, no, this is a kind of literacy. This is what elders in some traditions may be here many, many years. Maybe it's, it's probably still going on, but I'm, I'm just kind of decolonizing this place and just thinking if we were here on Mohawk land, unceded uh, territories, long time ago maybe an elder would actually uh, teach us that kind of knowledge that kind of being in relationship with the world where you don't come with i know i know what's needed you know and the constant coaching but just very humble listening and learning from nature from from nature nature the environment around but nature inside So she was suggesting, which I find is beautiful, that we're actually transmitting this to each other. We can learn to speak that particular language. It's not English, it's not French. It's a particular intuitive language of relating wisely, uh, uh, compassionately, caringly uh, for the world, for life, inner life, outer life. Shall we try that? So that's what we're exploring, exploring the naturalness of that or uh, learning to speak that language or hear it, understand it, the language of nature. We're first uh, invited to notice maybe that there's a body sitting here. Alive with hearing. Alive with the breathing. <coughs> sensitive body, sensitive to heat freshness or coolness sensitive to the touch of the earth and so just that just letting ourselves uh, be sensitive The world to be and to be known, to be experienced. Whatever the conditions are internally or externally, can that be okay? Can that be known? Waking up to the uh, alive nature of reality, alive nature of hearing with sounds and silences, the alive dynamic nature of the body, even if it's it's still pulsing, radiating heat of being touched by it tingling pressing moving with breath in one part of uh, relaxation, ease, calm, and one uh, measure, one part of, uh, an equal part of uh, wakefulness, vitality, so we can wake up Be awake for that life happening now. Some phenomena will be uh, pleasant. Let's see if we can fully experience them or simply. Some phenomena will be unpleasant. Can they be included? Can they be allowed? Can they be experienced calmly? Maybe many phenomena will be neutral, not particularly pleasant nor unpleasant. Can those not be uh, unnoticed? Can they be felt? Maybe the breath is like this for you, not particularly pleasant or unpleasant. Still can you feel the effect of it on the body? The sensations of it. Mind might uh, become habitual pretty easily, get lost in its, hab- its habitual thoughts or compulsive thinking or obsessive thinking. See if it's possible to abandon the fascination of thoughts. Encounter even for a few seconds here reality through the senses. Establish and maintain in contact with reality through sensory awareness. you're aware of uh, hearing, it's not so much what you're hearing as much as uh, becoming conscious that hearing is happening at all. Becoming aware of the sense itself, the sensitivity of the body, the sensitivity of the ears, One is invited to abandon the security of uh, the thinking process, things being described or analyzed or planned, to abandon that security, to go in the unknown territory of the felt, of the immediate, of the intimate encounter with life, Not buffered by ideas or preferences or opinions. Directly experiencing life through the senses. Becoming aware of embodiment. And maintaining, if possible, that connection, staying aware that there is a body sitting here, breathing, sensitive, Notice uh, fluctuations in uh, your attention, in your presence. Sometimes the mind becomes a little dull or dreaming. Sometimes maybe it gets excited and uh, scattered or caught or lost in stories. And sometimes it wakes up to the body sitting, breathing, Hearing. Notice if you want the experience of heat, or temperature, coolness, heat in the bodies. Is there different areas? More warmth or less warmth? Is there cool air touching the skin somewhere or not? Of the, air, uh, the earth element, can you feel weight at different s- places in the body? Can you experience gravity somewhere in the shoulders, or in the butt, or hands, or head? Possible to experience the water element in the body now, in the fluidity of the belly rising and falling. Something not completely rigid. Or the space or air element. The experience of uh, air coming in the body or leaving the body. Are areas where what is mostly felt is space. It might be space inside the hands, space of think- tingling. A space in the chest area, in the heart area, or in the mind, head, A space anywhere that you can feel. To sing the aliveness of the body as it moves, if it does, or the aliveness of sight, all the colours and shapes hitting the retina. Thank you for listening.